welcome back to the film realcast it's the extra podcast time it's the time then we review hawkeye disney plus i promise they're going to do something they've brought hawkeye back and they've given clint barton jerry renner a chance to redeem himself from playing a bit part in the mcu films and obviously as stated on previous podcasts i'm doing that with my good friend neil how you doing mate hello Stu. yeah i'm very well very oh, well it's mate. lovely um, to have you yeah, Lovely no, to have you here. It's looking forward to doing another Marvel series. Um, yeah. And see how it turns out. Because I know that you obviously had differing views about how Lo- the Loki series went. So it'll be interesting to see if this is going to be a a um, Winter Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier or it's going to be another Loki for you. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really pleased that they've done this and they've got an opportunity and also really pleased that i hope as yet this doesn't involve magic elves wizards and stuff like that because it's too much hard work i'm hoping this will just be a good old-fashioned action Mm. series in new york and it won't get too weird because i I just don't need it at the time being i've had far too much of that especially with um loki and wonder vision which i really like wonder vision but um I just want something simple, old school superhero fights. And, and yeah. we do get that at the start. I mean, we get, go 2012, we get the Chitauri, they're attacking New York. And it's a safe bet for everyone who likes these films, who likes Avengers, to start with something that's familiar to put the audience kind of, to make them feel comfortable, to make them feel at home, don't they? Yeah, no, definitely. It's good to start because it's 2012, isn't it? During that yeah. Avengers film. So. No, it's good to get straight into the action, really, and we're introduced to the yeah, definitely one of the main characters in the, but she's a lot younger. Yeah, you get Kate Bishop, who's played by Haley Steinfeld, and you get her a, a very young age. I don't know, she's twelve something like that. Yeah. She's with her family, and they're oblivious. Christ knows how they're oblivious. They must have like triple glazing windows that they can't hear that the Chitauri is attacking all of New York. <laughs> Massive monsters destroying buildings. But yeah. They clearly don't know that's going on. I mean, maybe rich people just live in their own little world and they've just not got a clue, but it is quite funny. And uh, so she's there and she can hear her parents arguing, there's fighting and all that other stuff going outside. The window gets blown out. Her dad gets killed, who she did have this kind of bond with. Um, and she's left with her mum and they are a rich family they're very very wealthy they live in a penthouse um so it kind of you get the the feeling that they're very naive to everything that's going on because they are wrapped up in their own little world aren't they yeah definitely definitely they're arguing about the fact that they're going to have to move or something or rather and you know yeah they're going to have 10 much. bedrooms rather than 15. Yeah, I know. It's it's very <laughs> pathetic, really, isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, it, it is. And it's great when the side of the building gets blown off because mm. that's when she sees um, Clint Barton, Jerry Renner, Hawkeye, jumping off the side of the building in that famous pose where he's on his back firing that arrow going through the windows. Yeah. It's so good. I, I really love Avengers. I just, it's such a great go-to film it really really is so it works on me and you get instantly that her dad's dead and if you want anything you can have it and she wants a bow and arrow she's clearly been inspired by uh seeing what hawkeye did yeah and also what i like for 
just come off the back of the Matrix, which stretched the limits of my brain just <laughs> to the max. <clears throat> I think it's really good in the credits, the opening credits, that it, they tell you the story of her itself. You get the complete arc of she's with her mum. She's got the bow and arrow. She's doing like judo or karate and she's doing boxing. She's doing gymnastics and fencing. Yeah. And they show how proficient she is. So you don't need to be told all of that. My brain is like, I can handle this. It's pretty easy going. <laughs> it's clever. I have to say it's clever the way they've done it. Rather than being just, you know, the usual Marvel opening sequence. It's, yeah. it's a very good way of yeah, letting the audience know exactly what's what she's sort of done. And she's grown up. Yeah, and she's 22, which we find out now, which I was really surprised about. She doesn't look 22. No. I, I thought she was about 16, 18, something like that. But, yeah, so she's at college. And I, I think this is just to get a demonstration of just how good she is. And also, typically, like they have in these girls, that they're very independent and she's a rebel and she, she'll do what she wants and all that yeah. other wonderful things that... People are given the opportunity to do these days. And I don't know what it is, but why they want to ring this bell in the college. It's like the main feature of this college. And they've got the bell tower. And she's up there with her friends. And I, I don't see the point of this, do you? No, not at all. I think it's to add the, I suppose the only way I saw it is to add that comedy element to it so this is going to be action-packed but they're going to try and make it funny is yeah the way i saw it really that's what i thought it gives us an indication of how good she is of a bow and arrow firing it ringing that bell yeah and obviously and it was completely home alone kind of style obvious that the bell tower would fall down and be completely destroyed so that's it and that's her introduction. But I, I do like, and it reminded me of Team America, um, Hawkeye's introduction when he's at the theatre and oh, he's at this yeah. musical. Poor and bastard. it's, oh, God, for him having to sit through that. Oh. The, the fact that Nat is dead already and that he's on, yeah. he has to sit and watch this. It must have been, in numerous ways, torture. Oh, definitely. I love the fact that he turned his hearing aid off. Yeah, and, and I, I was I was sitting there going, I would have bloody gouged my eyes out as well, so I didn't have to watch it. It was just, you can imagine it, can't you? Them making a show like this, and it oh, it was all hundred percent. Yeah, and like they they did the play really well to make it that bad, if you see what I mean. Because yes. you can imagine yourself sitting there, can't you? And you're almost cringing as you're watching it, like oh my god, you know. Yeah, I do feel for him thinking, fucking hell, why <laughs> being made to sit through this shit? And then that obviously awful. Natasha's on there as well, and oh yeah, yeah, and and it's what I also like is the fact that compared to everyone else we've been dealing with in the previous series, that he is so human that he's got mm. a hearing aid due to being blown up and thrown through windows and beaten up, and yeah, it's really kind of taking its toll I, I do like that that they're not hiding it but yeah and all the other audience behind him seems to be really enjoying this show yeah. it's just awful and 
Have you seen Team America? You know, yeah. the AIDS song and everything yeah. like that. That is just really inappropriate, but they make a yeah. musical out of everything. Yeah. And this is just what it reminded me of. Oh, definitely. But, <laughs> fair definitely. play to him. He walks out and he's had enough. And whether he was like the, the hero of it, kind of the special guest, I'm, I'm really not too sure. But it's, uh, yeah, it's absolute trash. It really is. Oh, that guy as well, because he walks out, doesn't he? He goes to the urinal just to escape for a minute. And that bloke <laughs> that just stands, there's every other toilet's free and he stands right next to him. Yeah. And he's yes. asking for a fucking selfie as he's having a piss. I'm like, oh, mate, I would have knocked him out. Like, yes. Jesus Christ. How, that is so weird, though. You, you're right. It's such a big bathroom. And he stands next to him. Yeah. And it's just, oh, God, how uncomfortable. I mean, you're talking to someone who's taken out Thanos and who's saved the world multiple times. And you're willing to take a chance of standing next to him in the urinal. And, oh, oh, God, it, it's um, it's, so it's awful. Yeah. yeah. But it was interesting because in there was graffiti on the um, urinal saying Thanos was right. Yeah. As well. So, yeah. I love that. I, I yeah. thought that was a really, really good touch. It that, was. Yeah, yeah, it just he's had a uh, he's had a bit of a, sh- a shit life by the looks of it, doesn't he? To be honest, so. But. Well, yeah, I think the whole sort of you know after Endgame and losing his very close friend and everything, and then seeing something a play that has been made as a homage to say thank you, which is god awful, and then he goes yeah. for a kiss and sees Thanos was right, so it makes him feel like oh, what was the point, and then. You know, some fucking weirdos trying to take a selfie with you you're holding your own penis, having a week. It's just <laughs> fucking out. What's a night? <laughs> I'm going home. I've had enough. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you get, as it moves on, that you're then introduced to who is, I don't know whether he's going to be the baddie or not, or whether he's just going to be an idiot. Jack, who is the stepfather um, or oh, is going to be the stepfather mm. of Kate Bishop. And his introduction is one of a complete idiot and a buffoon. And I, I don't know. He's clearly, as we're going to explain later on and, and talk about, he's got a hidden agenda. But do you think he's going to go, he is going to be a baddie, or do you think, like Marvel do, they just put red herrings out everywhere for, to keep the audience guessing? No, I think I think he's going to be a bad guy. Um so yeah, I think he's obviously marrying her for to get her wealth, if you like, to or the power of because she mm. owns a company of some sort. I don't quite know what she owns, but yeah, it's he's too he's too much of a, looks too much of your villain, doesn't he? He With does moustache yeah. and turtlenecks and all this sort of stuff. And <laughs> a roll neck with a blazer is just yeah. always terrible. It's just it's, you're your pantomime bad guy isn't it it's like, oh you're not evil at all are you no exactly. yeah and he does actually say to armand the third about i can afford you haven't got any money at what i have and i'm inheriting this so he's he's clearly yeah. after um kate's mum who seems completely unaware of everything going on in her life oh. uh, to to inherit her money so she's yeah She's a massive issue for me in this series already, I have to be honest. Oh, like really? Her, in what way? Go on, then. Character. She's just so annoying. I just, I find her, she's so besotted with this turtleneck guy, roll neck man. Yeah. 
that she just can't see anything and she's supposed to be a really intelligent businesswoman you know yes that runs yeah. all this and it's just the whole way through you know as as it went on i was i was just became very disinterested in her yeah and i was just like hopefully she just cops it because yes it's so frustrating it is but, I, th- I think that you're completely right and i felt the same that all they've told us is that she's incredibly rich and she's made her own money and she runs a large company so it, it didn't give us as an audience and it had the same effect on me mate that why is she so thick and blind and ignorant yeah. to this because it doesn't it's not been explained and it seems a real trope character mm. that has happened so many times before but yeah. whether that will play out i don't know and they go to a dinner party being um kate jack and the mum i don't even look at who the mum is because she just bored the pants off me to be honest i was yes. like uh, yeah i thought yeah she's just not worth me knowing about but one mum i do like um is laura barton um linda card is it cardelli or cardinelli yeah. who played um she was was it thelma in scooby-doo as well she the was yeah. yeah absolutely stunning absolutely she's stunning beautiful. yeah she's very very lovely but um for episode three i'll make an effort um if i like her to learn kate's mum's name so <laughs> but they do go to a dinner party and you're introduced and he's an actor uh, an actor who i actually i do like um mm. and it's uh armand who's yeah. i think it's simon Ca- simon callow i think armand the third he's an old he's been in loads of things before like english dramas and things like that and he plays clearly someone who's a snake a complete asshole and this is again pointed out to us audience when he's having some kind of argument with regards to money with uh kate's mum and we don't know what that's about uh and then it goes somewhere really strange which is never explained she's obviously doesn't like um jack that whether it's because the replacement dad or whether it's because he's just such a a tropey douchebag i honestly don't know but she follows him down to the basement of this hotel where they're having their dinner party. And conveniently, the waiters are wearing the same outfits as she's wearing. And there's a blonde... It is. It's so handy, isn't it? It's just like when someone knocks out a guard and they seem to have the same shoe size and clothes oh, size. Them. It's brilliant. And there's a black market auction of various clothing, various weapons um, that Armand's at. And Jack joins them. And they bring up this sword that was used by Ronan. And as you know, Ronan was played, is played by Jeremy Renner, was played by several characters throughout the MCU and in the, or in the comics. Um, they, they're all Ronan. Um, and it's that sword. And that sword was what obviously Clint Barton used when he was just kicking the Yakuza's ass um, back in the MCU. Well, that's such a badass sword, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an amazing sword. I loved it when he stands there and it retracts and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It is a wicked sword. It, yeah, it, it looks so mean. Mm. I just think it's fucking sick. I would love a sword like that. It will be so, so good. I'll probably end up cutting my finger off or arm or something like that <laughs> in the first five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so good. And it's weird because it's like the wreckage of the Avengers place. So. 
uh, why surely the Avengers would be able to got the technology be able to locate all of their weapons and get them back. It's just it's strange that they're selling Avengers memorabilia, uh, but yeah, I suppose well, it adds a twist. Mark absolutely everything. Yeah, he hasn't got his name on it, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, they did put their name on it, so. Yeah, please return to. Yeah. (laughs) And then they've got the the outfit, the black kind of ninja outfit. um, They call them the Ronin War. Um, And just as they're going to kind of, I mean, I think it's um, Armand. He buys a sword, doesn't he? No, yeah, Armand buys a sword, and they don't get as far as um, auctioning off. I think the outfit yet, do they? No, they go. They show it off, and then obviously some bad guys. Break the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. mate. What did you What did you think of? Because obviously they find her out, don't they? They the the staff find out uh, our heroin is not supposed to be down there how yeah. did you find did you find that funny or did you find that a bit tropey uh i found it really tropey to be honest it mm. was um i thought in a room like that which can't be that big which is full of people how they couldn't find her it yeah. was uh, i know it was for a demonstration again of for us for how stealth like she is but it's uh, it just yeah. i'd rather of her just choked one out and just put him to sleep. That would have been better for me. Yeah, it's just the whole, oh, Gary, let me down here. Then all of a sudden, the manager is actually called Gary and he's standing there going, well, I'm Gary. And it's like, oh, piss off. It's not, yeah. funny. It's not funny. It's not clever. You know, no. it's, yeah, I, it annoyed yeah, me a little bit. I, yeah, I really, really struggled with it. And it was the, yeah, just, it, it didn't do anything for me. It, no. it just kind of, I just, I, I watched it. It didn't have any thoughts on this is great. This is really entertaining. I want more of this hide and seek kind of thing. It's just absolute nonsense. And also, so she puts on when this tracksuit mafia gang break down, they blow through the doors and they're after this watch. And obviously they're going for everything. They've got everyone hostage. It's real mayhem down there. They're shooting everywhere. She decides Kate, that is, putting on the Ronan's outfit, which again, fits her. And I, I, I kind of, how did they not know this was, a, um, wasn't a female? Always amazes me that does. Oh, I don't know. It's the whole thing. Just, I mean, why one, why would you do that? You wouldn't, would you? No. Um, I don't know. Unless she's got this hero complex ever so, since she saw Hawkeye all those years ago. <clears throat> excuse me but it, you know the, the outfit's a bit ill-fitting and i found the whole fight sequence just really lame yeah i, I it was when they were she was banging like oh. the bottles over people's heads and it was gonging like a church bell yeah it, oh. it wasn't good it was too slapstick for me you know i know yeah, it's this it is aimed for kids and i know that and they can't have a, a, such a level of violence but I'd rather I'd like to see them push the boundaries as much as they can because it just wasn't good and she was too calm and collected considering uh, we're told we're led to believe that she's never been in a situation like this before you know well that's the thing and <clears throat> she's she's calm collected and stuff like that and she's punching bottles 
through the shelves into their faces and stuff like that and it was just i was just sat there going what is going on how you know i just wasn't engaged in it at all it was really disappointing and then you got the mum who's just sort of when it everything explodes she's oh and then just sort of walks outside and there's there's no real concern on her from her either and it's I don't know. Yeah, I just found it's, the whole it's very, thing very a bit weak. too slapstick. It is weak, which is a shame. It's a shame because we've had some really good stuff, sort of fight scenes and you know, suspense in these mm. things. So in other ones, and this, I just found this a bit, a bit silly, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't dislike it, and I wasn't at the stage where I wanted to turn it off. And if it wasn't for a Marvel series, that I'd be turning this off by now. But mm. it, it was kind of. I, I more rolled my eyes and thought, I hope it doesn't continue like this. Like this isn't the bar they've set at the level of action and the way they're going to do it. But yeah. And and throughout this, that then Jack picks up the sword that um, Armand the Third has bought, and which kind of highlights to us that. It, there is something going on. There is an agenda there um, that, that we obviously don't know yet. And then it's on the news um, that this person who matches the appearance of uh, the Ronin, who everyone knows, who's infamous worldwide for being this killer, um, possibly is in New York, which obviously sends shockwaves to Jeremy Renner, um, who was that character. And she saves the dog. And that's the dog that she saw earlier with one eye. That she, yeah, she she saves that dog, and that's why kind of she comes out in front of everyone because it's in the middle of the road. Rather than be able to hide, she has to save that dog. And fair play, I'm glad that dog didn't get hurt because, like everything, I, I care about that dog more than her. But it's <laughs> it was it's just, true though. Just, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's good that I think it's an easy way to get jeremy renner back involved in this because obviously mm. it's his sword uh which i hope he gets reunited with it's his outfit and he's still obviously struggling with those memories and he's visibly struggling with the loss of nat and it's a, a nice neat easy way to get him back involved in this because he's in new york with his kids and he plans to get back and the kind of clock's ticking in a way for him because yeah. he um, just shoves his kids off to go back home and he's kind of got what is it five days or six days that he needs to tie yeah. all of this up um to go back to home back christmas yeah yeah and it, it's nice that he also can speak to um his wife that he can speak to um laura about this as well that it's not a secret because he knows well she knows it's the suit she knows it's him and that he's going to tidy it up and which is the way he puts it because I think it would have suffered if he would have had to keep this as a secret and make up some excuse. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, definitely. I mean, he hasn't told the kids, but I think they probably have pieced it together, haven't they? But, yeah, it's nice that for yeah. once his wife is completely aware of who he was and what he did and everything else. And he's clearly an honest bloke, isn't he? He's probably said, yeah, well, yeah. When, when the blip happened, I would fucking mental and rogue and... You yeah. Know, since you've come back, I just want to be a family again, sort of thing. It's just so. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's a, it's, it's a welcome break, isn't it? Than secret identities and 
make yeah, because that's excuses. Because that is so irritating. But surprisingly, Simon Callow isn't in this for long, unless it's going to be through flashbacks in future episodes. Because when I don't quite know why, but Kate Bishop then goes to Simon Callow's flat um, to learn that. And obviously they they hint, I may as well point an arrow towards it with the fudge with Armand III on it, um, <laughs> that he's been stabbed. Funnily enough, probably with a sword, probably with Jack Hones. Um, and she runs away and she's seen, as per usual, by members of the public, um, which is highlighted on the news later on, to possibly being involved and met by the tracksuit mafia. Uh, because there we learn that Ronan has got many enemies through various gangs throughout the world f- through killing <laughs> loads of them. Yes. Um, so they're all after him. And I really didn't know which way it would play out, but I was, oh, I never like it when a child, and this is why I have loads of issues with kids in films, mm. when a child is can take out grown-ups oh. who they, one punch, she'd be out, regardless of her fencing, her boxing, her karate. Yeah. But one punch, she'd be on the floor, mate, wouldn't she? Oh, mate, she takes so many fully grown punches from these massive guys and just you know just gets back up again it, it, it's it's nonsense it just doesn't it is. make sense it's no absolutely. especially when one of them punches a window three times and puts his fist yeah. through a car windscreen yeah but it's, it's, it's it just annoys me yeah and that's the thing you know i know it's a comic book thing but at the end of the day she hasn't got any powers she's just a person whether it's a girl mm. or a boy they're just a human child and if a grown adult that's obviously goes around in a mafia who generally kills people i'm sure punches you yeah you're you know you're going to be out for the count you know yeah this like is their that. bread and butter isn't it it's, this yeah. is what they do all the time you know so exactly because they wouldn't be very good at their jobs if you know they punch like a you know a baby it, it, you no. know, it doesn't make any yeah again it's a bit tropey which is a, a huge shame and it didn't really make sense but there you go yeah but again it brings us to an end which yeah which is quite entertaining in a way you've got mm. suddenly it, it is even though it's tropey you've got these bad guys start to get taken out and rather than think what's happening i wonder who's doing that you clearly know that <laughs> jeremy renner has stepped up and that he's there and he's yeah and he saves her ass yeah and um and, it, and it's great he takes out the bad guys and he's it's just good to see him do action i really really like this character i just i'm so pleased he's getting his chance to actually do something and understandably mm. he's pretty pissed off that she's basically prevented him from going home he stirred up a massive hornet's nest with the fact that she's worn that outfit, clearly unaware of the the ripples it's going to have through all of these criminal gangs. And again, that Renner's hurt. He's got a cut on his face. He's a human being. Exactly. It's good. It's what you need. And it's just nice for a change of that realism. But he believes that this can be tied up pretty easy. He goes back to her place. And I do like the fact that it does put her down quite a lot with regards to her age and her inexperience and naivety. And he's, 
he's not really interested in being mates of her, is he? You get that impression straight away. No, he just he wants his suit back. So you know, and then he wants to go home for Christmas. That's all he wants. That's he doesn't. You know, this to him is a complete inconvenience. And I think he wants to make her feel like she shouldn't be running around trying to be a hero when she's not. And it's I like it. Yeah, says, shouldn't you be at school when yeah, twenty-two-year-old vigilante and yeah, yeah. it's uh, he, he really ain't impressed. But no. and then whilst they're sorting out his out of this apartment that she inherited, the, tra- the tracksuit gang in their velour tracksuits are standing <laughs> outside throwing Molotov cocktails through their window. And it's uh, it's quite funny. It is funny when, she- when he when they throw it through and. He throws it back out again. And they're all just dancing around in the flames. <laughs> they're clearly a bunch of idiots, aren't they? I mean, I'm sure they're very vicious, yeah. but they've clearly sent the moron group to go yeah. try and get this back. They are very, very comical. And again, that's uh, quite evident when they're talking, when they've got that interrogation at the end of this, that they, yeah. they really are very, very stupid. <laughs> so the the outfit or the costume or whatever you want to call it is left um, back at the apartment. It's on fire. So um, Hawkeye goes back to get it. And again, it's when he kind of, he walks under that tape, puts a fireman's (laughs) jacket and helmet on and just walks freely into this crime scene. And he can just, as long as he's shining the torch and he turns his back finally when everyone approaches him, that no one questions it. It's so convenient and terrible at the same time, isn't it? It is. It is. It's just, oh, it, it's Look awful. away and like I'm really... completely suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> I was really disappointed. You're better than this. You really yeah. are better than this. Yeah, I completely agree, Stu. I completely agree. So... It goes back to the fact that he needs that outfit. And again, much needed comedy is brought into this. And I'm glad it's him doing it um, rather than Kate. When he goes to the New York City LARPers, the live action role play people, because one of them has got the suit. And (laughs) he is so out of his depth of being in the kind of to feel comfortable and confident. And the fact that regardless, even though they know who he is, that he has to sign up for this. He has to wear an outfit and play along oh, with them. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine it, though, can't you? Just, oh, come on. I just, this guy's stolen my suit. Can you just, you know, nope, you got to carry on. you got to pretend yeah. to be this thing. In the, oh, yeah, oh, and he didn't wear the wig and the helmet, though. I was really disappointed. I was looking forward <laughs> to seeing the next shot. We got a four wig, and it just looking terrible. But yeah. it's... Uh, he does this really well, though, Jeremy Renner, doesn't he? The disappointment, that uh, the expression of, oh, for fuck's sake, seriously. It's quite funny, it's... though, because he gets into it, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. Because obviously yeah. he's going through the field trying to get to the guy that's dressed in the Ronin suit, and he's just taking everybody out bit by yeah. bit sort of thing. And it's just... It's so funny. It's quite funny. <laughs> He, he does get into it. It's good. Yeah. And the reason why he's there is because the, one of the firemen at the scene took the suit, naughty fireman, um, and he's wearing it. And I wasn't too sure when this would happen, whether there'd be some kind of hidden agenda. But and the I, fireman would be a, a baddie. But it's purely just 
for comedy's sake, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's just comedy. It's just he wanted to look like a badass, and he took that the suit from the yeah. fire. And it's just the fact he's like, I want to. Can I have my suit back? He goes, You can have it if I can beat you. It's like, Oh come <laughs> on, really? It's like, Yeah, come on. This is this is huge for me. Let me beat you. It's like, Yeah. Bless him. And he even bends down as if to cut his head off. He goes, no, 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 I want to beat you in a fight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? Oh, it's... God. Yeah. And the way they do it, that everyone's gathered around. And he's like, seriously, we're going to go here? Are we <laughs> drinking the fake like wine or fake beer? That... <laughs> the potion. <laughs> That's it. And then you've got Viking some guy hat. with his Viking thing doing sword noises. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he didn't drink the potion. Oh my god! <laughs> Making the sword noises and oh yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, so funny. It's, it's for me the the best bit so far. I just yeah. the way it's played out by Renner does it so well. The disappointment. He, he got the suit back really easy. I was so surprised just how easy it was. Was you? Yeah, well, I I was to be honest. I, again, I know I've sort of slated this a little bit, but I actually. I like the fact that they've done something different rather than him having to go and fight someone who's a martial artist or whatever. It's just some dude that likes dressing up and pretending to be something they're not. Yeah. And it's, it's a, nice. Nice that, change. It is. And it's nice that, you know, Clint basically turned around and go, oh, you know, I could just kick all of your asses, but <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Let's, let's, let, I'll, I'll dance your dance and make you feel good. Yeah. And I'll get, I'll get my suit back anyway. And, you know, you can see he really doesn't want to do it, but it, it's a nice break from the norm. Definitely. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good idea. It's a brave choice, yeah. I think, and it, it works well. And he stashes that suit in a locker somewhere, and I'm sure that won't be there for that long. No, and, no. And the, the coming towards the end of um, episode two, you've got the dinner scene with Jack, the mum, and um, Kate. And due to the sword... And everything else that's happened, she's really even more suspicious now uh, that Jack isn't who he is, uh, or he says he is, and he's got a hidden agenda. Mm. And the scene where she's pushing him and they organise to have like a fencing fight and she's clearly can't control her temper and hates him and he backs down and he, and he doesn't try his hardest. And even she recognises that and she beats him continuously um, to the stage where mum steps in and puts the stop to it. What did you think of that scene? What were they trying to get? And what did you get out of that? Well, she's trying to. Anything. Uh, you know, she, he, th- she thinks he's got an agenda, which he clearly has, because it's written all over his face, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's not exactly hidden. To be honest, the only person that can't see it is, is the mum who's fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, but it was fairly obvious, wasn't it, what was going to happen? Um, I didn't. There was no surprise in it for me whatsoever. But it, it is just Kate trying to get who you know to try and find out who this guy really is because he's clearly not telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to push him to a breaking point where he reveals his true self. I, I, I thought, and I thought he dealt with it very tropally but very well and yeah. he just and it was nice that 
it was I, I thought it was quite I say nice. I thought it was quite funny and amusing the fact that he was clearly he knows what he's doing and he clearly has got some kind of agenda. And I just thought I'm going to embrace this, otherwise I'll get pissed off with it. And it just made me laugh that the mum was like, "Kate, you're you're too much now. You're getting, you're losing your temper. It's too violent. You're going to hurt him." And she's like, "Well, clearly not, because he's not trying hard enough, and he's hiding tank." Yeah. And, and yeah. it was so in your face, and the fact that she didn't see it, I thought, "Fuck it, just embrace it. This is just the way it's going to be. The mum is going to be a moron." Yeah. Well, that's so. the thing. You know, she she is a moron in this. Yeah. So frustrating. But I think I've I've accidentally, um, sort of went through social media, come across the fact that this guy is actually a, a character, isn't he, in Marvel? So it'll be what, Jack? to see if it. Yeah. So apparently, Avenger, he appeared in Avengers Volume One in 1965. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if that plays out oh, i didn't didn't know that i honestly didn't know that so that will be interesting to see who he is then um yeah and when we kind of revealed his true character and also be interesting yeah. to see if this does tie in or how this ties in with anything else we've seen already if there's any mention of um the new captain america or the fallout from um one division or Loki, whether they'll have kind of serious crossovers, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how it would be able to cross over with with Loki or or One Division or anything like that. I don't. I, from from it this thus far, it just seems like this is going to be very much its own sort of standalone series. But yeah, you know, it's gone in many different directions before on these, so you. It'll be interesting to find out, but I I don't see it at the moment. No, no. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see in a few episodes. Mm. But So it ends with Clint getting himself captured because he wants to know who's after this suit, why they want the suit. And he, like we have as an audience, clearly worked out that they are absolute morons. And, again, the screen time of Clint with these guys, the tracksuit mafia, is really funny. Because they're so home alone, stupid, just like Harry and Marv. They're just complete morons where they've, where they've got him tied up. And I like the fact he says, look, I'm not who you think I am. He goes, what, are you Hawkeye then? Well, maybe I am who you think I am. And yeah. he just gets, <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. Cause, and he gets out of the hand ties, doesn't he? He's so easy. <laughs> yeah. He's sat there and he's all of a sudden, he's, okay. Great. He just takes his hands out, but yeah because prior it is it is funny it's funny but you can see he's so calm isn't he and all these guys are like you know we're interrogating you and all this and it's like oh okay oh we're gonna go yeah. this way round up i want to see your boss you know the guy in charge i don't want to talk to you lot you know yeah it, your stage funny. equipment and stuff like that yeah yeah <laughs> i yeah. want to see who's in charge the manager yeah. and it's, it's great that, and what do you think Sorry, mate, go on. No, it's just saying prior to that, because obviously at the end of their sword fight and when Kate and her mum have a, a row, don't they? Uh, yes. Jack comes back in and gives her one of those toffees, doesn't he? Which is obviously oh, that's right. located yeah. in the, um, his, dad, his dad's 
flat or apartment, I should say. Um, yeah, yeah, in Armand's place where they're so, highlighted to the audience, yeah. Yeah, so he's she's obviously cottoned on to the fact that he's completely evil or a bad guy or whatever, so she goes trying to find out where um, where our hero is. Yeah, and from that, you, it tells you instantly that Jack is the one who was at that apartment and possibly yeah. killed um, Armand III. Yeah. And then the interrogation goes completely wrong when Kate tries to rescue um, Clint <laughs> to discover yeah. that she's in a room with loads of guns. And that the fact that he did not clearly need rescuing or whatsoever. No. No. Uh, but I do like the chemistry between Kate and Clint. I, I, I think it's working and it's getting better. What do you think? I think it is getting better. I think you're right, to be honest. When she falls through the ceiling because she's clearly not that good at what she's trying to do yet. The look on yeah. Clint's face is a picture. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I had all this under control, and now you're just, you know, you've completely ruined it. Thanks very much. It's, it's great, isn't it? It was it... very funny. <laughs> and then, as it goes on, we're introduced to Maya Lopez, who's um, played by Alacqua Cox, and she's a character who is called Echo, who's the first deaf character. And she's deaf in real life. Oh, so, really? yeah. Oh. And she's got no, she hasn't got any special powers as such. But one power she has got is um, like a photographic ability to be able to mimic instantly um, first time of what she sees through anyone and wow. she she can she's very good at fighting and, and everything else but she's got that ability and at some point in the comics she was um she was the uh, ronin as well so whether she's going to end up and she was a goodie so whether she'll end up an ally or not or how they're going to play it but we do get a glimpse at um maya lopez so Yes. Hopefully next week that will come out as she's meant to be the big baddie of the tracksuit mafia. So, Ooh. and that was episode one and two, a quick run through of them. I mean, what did you think of them? Where are you at the moment, mate? Uh, I have to be honest, I didn't particularly enjoy them. I thought there was elements of fun, uh, and it was nice to see Hawkeye back and given his own thing, but. I, I tried to go and watch them for a second time for this review, and I sat there and I said to myself, I can't watch this again, um, which is never a good sign mm. when you're... Because I love Marvel, and I think it's, the, the films are very good, but I was so disappointed with the cheesy, crappy fight scenes and the fact that the mum's such an absolute moron yeah. that I just... I was, <clears throat> I was left disappointed, I suppose. However, I'm going to... Give it a go, just like I did with One Division, which I also I, I enjoyed to a degree, but I didn't think it was all that and a bag of chips like everyone says it was. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing which way it goes and to see how the relationship between Hawkeye and Kate sort of develops. Yeah. If we what weren't doing you? the podcast and you didn't, <laughs> to so much of a degree, have to watch them. <laughs> would you would you have tapped out already now do you think yeah definitely wow that's uh that's good to know it shows your level of dedication and love for the podcast doesn't it it is and it, you know i think it's it's fair to give it a, a, a fair crack of the whip 
but I think I was just so frustrated by some of the characters and by some of the ways they did things in the first, especially the first episode. It was, I think that's why they did release two. Like you said earlier, I think there were mm. so many weak points for me in the first one that I was just like, Oh my God, I hope this isn't how it's going to continue. No, I agree. It's always a concern when they release uh, the first two, because you kind of think, are they kind of saying to the audience, yeah, stick with it. It's it's going to be good. But I mean, I quite, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. And mm. I think, and it's a relief for me um, because my OCD gets me wanting to know everything, just like, like the matrix. I need to know. And I, I, I kind of overly <laughs> research and it, it does my head in. So I'm not doing that with this at all. I haven't done it. Hence, I didn't know that Jack was any part of anything. So yeah, I'm just going to go with a flow with this and take each episode and each surprise of such a character is like turns out to be in the MCU or a, an old comic character. I'm just going to yeah. take that surprise as it comes. And I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, like you, when I thought I watch it again last night uh, for this podcast, I, I started to watch it and thought, I actually know what's going to happen. And I flicked through each episode rather than sat and watched it. And I, because I didn't want to sit and watch it again because there were certain elements that annoyed me. So um, yeah. I like the bond that's growing between um, Clint and Kate. I- I'm hoping that's going to continue to improve because I'm hopeful for that. Uh, the introduction of Maya Lopez, it- again, it's intriguing. So I- I've got a lot of hope and I'm really looking forward to the next one to see where it goes because... I'm hopeful that this is going to be good and I've enjoyed everything else apart from Loki. I, I, I'm so pleased that we don't have to do Loki and touch that again for a long while because that was That's, too yeah. Doctor Who for me. And I, I really struggled watching it. That was hard work. That was purely for my love of the film real cast that got me through that. <laughs> That's the thing. Cause it was interesting because I really enjoyed that. I know there yeah. was elements of it that, were frustrating and i could clearly obviously hear from when we spoke about it that you were yeah. <clears throat> frustrated by it but i actually quite enjoyed that um as a whole so it it's interesting isn't it that's 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 where these things are different for different people yeah but that's what makes i, I am so right good. with you you know if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing this podcast and the fact that you know i do want to find out if they give this a if they give Hawkeye a decent series, I'm going to watch it. But I just mm. hope I don't sit there like you did with Loki and sit there going, oh, God. Yeah. You know? No, I know what you mean. And, and I yeah. hope they do because he deserves it. I he really, so. he does deserve it. So he fingers does. crossed on that. But yeah. So we're going to be back during the week with I Am Raph starring John Travolta. Um, again, I yet to watch it. We both haven't watched it. Uh, well, hopefully we'll be joined by James and Paul. Um, I think Rav will be working, but um, hopefully we'll have the rest of the gang there. But yeah, I'm going to put out the final Matrix. That will be out. Um, it's Saturday at the moment, so it'll be out in the next couple of days. Uh, that was a really good podcast to record. Great discussions on both sides of the fence of that, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. It was nice to wrap it up as a series and stuff like that. And yeah, it was good fun to talk about. Definitely, definitely. So thanks, everyone. Let us know if you like this series or not, if you think it's good or trash. Um, We'll be back very soon. Take care and uh, see you later, guys. Bye.